Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Gonzaga Nation podcast. I am Christian Pedersen, but as we have established, you care very little about that. You're here to see Dan Dickow and hear all of his thoughts. Dan, another way to kick off the uh, week. We got a couple of different players to talk about on the podcast today, all of whom I feel like maybe draft stock went up at least a little teeny bit. I don't know for sure. That's why I'm not the expert trio of players. Let's start with Drew Timmy, the latest on, as we have established, one of the best Gonzaga players of all time. Tell us what has happened with him uh, in the latest draft prospects. Well, at the NBA draft combine, athletically, I don't think he tested out um, anything that was going to be uh, beneficial in the positive direction. That being said, I don't think he tested it in any way, shape, or form that was going to be a negative uh, for his draft status. I mean, when you look at some guys, you're looking at them as pure basketball players. Some guys you look at as athletes that maybe I can make them a basketball player. Drew Timmy is just a basketball player. Um, and some of his athletic, I don't want to call them shortcomings because being an athlete encompasses more than how fast you run and how high you jump. It has to do with your spatial recognition, your hand-eye coordination, uh, those kind of things, your balance, your dexterity. Those are things that Drew Timmy has in spades that maybe he doesn't have in sprinting speed or verticality. Uh, so I don't get it as wrapped up in the in the athletic metrics for a player like him because his basketball skill is so good. With that being said, you know, uh, the combine could have gone really bad for him or it could have gone really well for him. I tend to think that it's skewed towards the go went well for him uh, because the clips that I saw um, he drew Timmy did drew Timmy things in the combine <laughs> short roll shot fake attack when the defense gets off of his feet opportunistic running the floor in transition you don't have to be the fastest player but you have to know timing space angles uh, and when to cut to be opportunistic to score um, he didn't shoot the ball particularly well from three in the games but you know, the game is predicated on threes and, and paint touches nowadays, but you've got to have some guys that throw curveballs at you on the court. I think Drew Timmy is one of those guys that, you know, you you could possibly bring him in. Uh, I don't think he's going to be a first big off the bench by any stretch uh, at this moment in time. But you, I think a team that looks at him as, as a second round pick and or a if he doesn't, which I do now think he is going to be a second round pick, if he do, isn't, as a as a summer league invite is I want you to be a curveball off the bench and being something different that guys aren't used to playing against. And I think that's uh, to Drew, Drew Timmy's advantage right now. Guys aren't used to playing guys like him with his footwork, his skill, his patience, his willingness to hit uh, and be the first one to make contact and then spin off in the finish with either hand. Uh, so I think Drew did what he needed to do at the combine. Um, and I, I'm looking forward to seeing kind of where this goes in the next month before the NBA draft, because he will have lots of workouts now coming up. There's going to be lots of articles. I'm sure uh, Gonzaga and the Nation SI will have some different things out of, of where his uh, stock has risen possibly in the NBA draft and in evaluator's eyes. But I think he did what he needed to do. Um, to move up in the draft. Drew Timmy to me, and I hate using cliches as often as possible, but right place, right time. Like it's going to just require one team to want to take a shot at him. Yeah. I don't want to necessarily put you on a spot and say, who's he going to get drafted by? But if you had to say 
like a team that you think maybe could use that curveball in the NBA or that he might systematically fit well? Is there one that stands out to you where Timmy might wind up? You know, I don't think right now, looking at the overall lay of the land with the league, I don't think there's one team that jumps out at me. But but here's the thing, it, kind of alluding to what you said. There's 30 teams in the NBA that are that are looking for players, right? Only one of those teams has to be sold on Drew Timmy. Now, Victor Wembenyama is going to be the number one pick. All 30 teams were sold on him and wanting him on their team. That's not Drew Timmy's... Uh, situation drew timmy needs one team to believe in him and then drew will go out and do what drew did at gonzaga bust his butt for that team just like he did uh in working uh unbelievably hard and and being a great player at gonzaga you know so the more i'm looking at how he's played um you know i I think there's a place for him i do think now he is going to get drafted um because again it takes one team And maybe that front office of the team that does end up drafting him says, you know what? I don't care about the analytics athletically as much as that team. I don't care about the three-point percentage as much as that team. I see what he does in regards to scoring in the low block. I see what he does in regards to getting uh, opportunities in short, short roll situations and scoring it or making plays for others. Uh, and that's the at the end of the day that as I've taken more time to really kind of dive in and think about this, he's going to be a, he's going to be a, he's going to be drafted uh, in June. That's for sure. I, in my mind. Up next on our list, Julian Strother. Give us the latest there. You know, Julian's a little bit more of a, of an unknown, unfortunately, this year. Athletically, he didn't test as well this year as he did last not sure why is there a, a slight nagging injury um that that he's maybe kind of nursing uh did he work out with a different strength coach this year as opposed to last year so his numbers didn't uh improve i don't know uh sometimes you just have a day an off day with this testing i mean one day in the three quarter court sprint you might be able to cut three quarters of a second off that sprint doesn't sound like a lot but when you look at that's a three-quarter court spread. That's not a lot of time. If you're bad that day and that's the number you get, that's going to be a negative check in that box. You know, I was a little surprised that he didn't play in the five-on-five because I think if he played well, it would have been a chance to really boost his stock. Brandon Pajemski with Santa Clara, who I'm sure you're going to ask about next, played and played well. His stock is definitely going up. Um, you know, it, it makes me think that sometimes when guys don't play in the draft combine, that there is a promise from a team at a spot in the draft that that player likes. So I think the interesting thing for, for Julian Strother now is as workouts, individual and group workouts occur for different teams, keep an eye on where Julian Strother works out and who he goes to. Um, for example, say he's slotted at you know, say, say there's a team that maybe, and I'm just using numbers. I don't have the draft uh, lottery in, or the draft order in front of me right now. But say, for example, there's a team at the 34th pick and he has an agreement with that team that they're going to draft him. You can look and see he's probably not going to work out for the team with the 35th, 36th, 37th, 38th pick. That's not going to happen. 
Will he maybe now go work out for the teams with the 33rd, the 32nd? The, kind of that 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 game is started. will start playing out in, in the next week or so with a lot of different guys. So I'm curious if Julian Strother has uh, a promise from an NBA team um, because that happens all the time. We'll have to check his Instagram, see if he has a promise ring on and uh, maybe what color it is or something like that. You mentioned Brandon Pajemski. Hit us with his updates. He played really well uh, in the draft combine. First game, he had a near triple-double, which anybody that watched Santa Clara last year knew he flirted with a bunch of those. Um, second game, he he didn't his numbers weren't eye-popping. Uh, but when you read some of the reports and you listen to some of the comments from um, you know, the draft experts. And a lot of times these draft experts, uh, they're not guys in the front office right now because they're playing their thoughts close to their best. But the draft experts, meaning, you know, guys that maybe worked in an NBA office in recent years, but they're between jobs or maybe they're working, uh, you know, for for a national syndicate uh, on some contributor work. These are the kind of guys that, you know, are, are following it really, really closely. Um, you know, they said Pajemski was doing all the little things, you know, defensively, he's in the right spots. Offensively, his spacing was tremendous. You know, when he was handling and pick and roll, his ball was on time and on target where, where it needed to be, whether it was the roll guy, fill guy, lift guy, all, all those different things. He was he was making uh, making a, a statement with his game. So uh, I, I think he's going to be drafted without a doubt. He may even be drafted in the first round, and that would be awesome for the WCC to have another player uh, be in that first round. That would be awesome indeed. We will check in many times between now and then. But I like where you're saying, Dan, that it seems all positive for the WCC this year. And all these players, they'll find a spot. This is not a lot of no's. Doors are not shut. So it seems like a lot of optimism coming as we are leading into the draft. Thank you very much for tuning in to another episode of Gonzaga Nation. Go check out our website. Follow us wherever you get your podcasts. And we'll be back with more every day, all day. Talk to you soon.